Hello, my name is Billy. And my name is Christy. And you are listening to Thoughts On, a production of the Front Porch Sessions podcast. The Thoughts On series is exactly what it sounds like, our thoughts on particular topics. It's our opportunity to share lessons, experiences, and hopefully offer some help and guidance to others on a variety of topics. On the last Thoughts On episode, Is the Whole Really Greater Than the Sum of the Parts?, We used a particular phrase several different times, coach up or coach out. And now we would like to take the opportunity to start a conversation about what we mean when we use this phrase, coach up or coach out. It is unlikely that we'll be able to thoroughly examine this particular phrase in just one episode. So stick with us, come back. We'll have more to say, but we do want to at least start the conversation and kind of explain what we have in mind when we say coach up or coach out. Absolutely. Okay, so one of the things with this is I have discovered that I'm familiar with the idea of coach up or coach out from long ago, 25 plus years ago, but I didn't know that's what it was. Mm. Similar to the mentor thing, and somebody mm-hmm. can go back and listen to that. Also, I guess I should say, you don't have to have listened to the previous Thoughts on to no. get this one, but there are some good nuggets in that last one. Is the whole really All greater than the sum of the parts, <laughs> which may help explain some of the things that we're talking about here. Sure. Now, if you go way back and the mentors talk about, hey, I grew up this and just didn't have a name with it. This wasn't the same type of thing. and We may get to that a little bit later in this uh Thoughts on it may be in a different one uh, where I'd only been exposed to it a couple of times, but it didn't have a name. You are the first person that I can recall using that phrase, coach up or coach out. I wish I could claim that that is my phrase, but I'm going to take credit for being your first to say that, that you remember. Right. It may be from somebody else. And I'm sure you picked it up from somebody else. That's where we do most things. But you're the first person I ever heard say that. Now, you and I, but more so you, have been in positions to where you had people working under you. Yes. And I do remember uh, at one point you had several people under you <laughs> before you uh, made the full transition into education. And there were several times you used that phrase. So you're coming from this from some practical experience yeah. and, I guess, practice with that. Yeah. I've had a little bit of experience with those situations. Mm-hmm. So... I think the first thing that we need to do is define this phrase, coach up or coach out. Okay. So how do you define it? Since you have the most experience in dealing with this idea, and I mean, put it together, I don't know, we're not even going to put a, a number <laughs> of years or whatever on that or, or people, but what did, when you hear the phrase or you use the phrase, coach up or coach out, what are you referring to exactly? I'm referring to a leadership style, uh, presumably where the coach in this situation is the leader and they have the opportunity to work with someone who is potentially not, not fully realizing their potential in a given setting. So uh, if someone is working for me and they are not performing as we need them to, maybe they're not hitting sales goals, maybe they are not coming in on time, maybe, you know, fill in the blank of whatever thing is happening that is is really just standing between them and fully realizing their potential in this particular business. And the coach in this scenario has the opportunity to work with said individual to essentially come to a resolution 
either they have realized through this coaching, through this process, that maybe this is not the field for me, maybe this isn't the light of work or business I want to be in, or maybe I just need to step up to the plate and and work a little harder and really full up, fully realize the potential that my leader sees in me. That felt like a long explanation. No, that was very good. Well, thank you. Very good. And since this is a professional podcast, there's no need for you to apologize. Oh. You are kind of an expert in that particular field well, <laughs> because you've dealt with it. I definitely have some ex- experience, yes. Okay. So I think that's a pretty good definition or explanation of, of where it is uh, for you. And coach up and co- or coach out, are they two different things or are they interconnected? They start interconnected. They start interconnected. How so? Well, because really to successfully do this, the leader or the coach in this scenario, they have to be finally attuned to the employee that they're working with so that they can know here are some problem areas. And you might just start the conversation with we're kind of seeing some some difficult areas that we need to work on. And I would say that probably most of the time those conversations will start very similarly. And depending on how the employee responds, then that might be which direction we go in. I wouldn't imagine that the coach out scenario is going to be decided until a little bit further down in the process because coach out literally means we're trying to encourage you to recognize I don't need to be in this place of work. And hopefully that's not what you're wanting. Hopefully you're the type of leader that wants to bring out the best in somebody. And to do that, if they leave, you you can't bring out the best. And then you have to replace that person. Exactly. So any time or money that's been invested yes. in that person, in yes. essence, is lost. And yes. that, as we've discovered, as we're doing these thoughts on, that's a whole nother topic for another oh, day. Yes. Uh, with that. And we actually do have some plans to address that. That's going to be further down the road because we've got to do a little bit more research and we have to sit down and think yeah. <laughs> about some of the things with that. We've talked about it casually, yeah. but to make it helpful, we need a little bit more time yeah. with this. We've had a little, I've given you a little bit of time with yeah. the coach up or coach out. And I, I didn't have to give you much because you're very familiar with this idea and yeah. you have done it. Uh, for what I put down in uh, a few notes here with coach up or coach out is about getting the best out of people. Yeah. And in this situation is getting the best out of your employees, mm-hmm. your organization, helping them to live up to their full potential or to help them realize that the organization is not for them, which that. is almost exactly uh, what you said. I didn't even look at your notes. In that situation. <laughs> I'm going to trust you on that one. I well, really you do actually have them covered up over I there do. in your yeah. seat. Um, so what is the value in coaching up or coaching out? Can, let me Hold on. I, I see okay. your wheels turning, turning, and you need a little bit of time to think about that because <laughs> I didn't have that question written down. No. It would have been nice if I did to let you know. But if anybody listens to the regular podcast, they know we wing a lot of things. (laughs) Especially you towards me. Yes. And we want this to be informative because this is more of a professional or personal help type of uh, segment, or not segment, but uh, portion of our podcast empire. But it still maintains that element of what we do regularly with that. So I don't even remember where I was going. With that, oh, I do. I Value. know that somewhat. I'm going to say recently, and by that, I probably mean in the last six months or six years. I know that <laughs> not six years <laughs> in the past six months to one year, uh-huh. 
that you have had conversations with some individuals in actually a variety of different organizations mm-hmm. or industries. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the right word is, okay. but different fields. Yeah. yeah. And you've used this phrase and they w- seem to be, I think some of them I observed, some of them you were just, you were telling me about, they were, is aghast a, a word? <laughs> yes. They were shocked. They were aghast. They were like, what are you talking yeah. about? That sounds like I'm trying to run somebody off. Right. So I think that's important. So for you, at least, what is the value in understanding this concept of coach up or coach out? Well, part of it is that it's a relationship. You have to have a relationship with whoever you are coaching. You have to be able to fully invest the time into them one way or the other, because coaching someone out, just so you know, that is not meaning that you cut them off. Like you just say, well, this isn't working. Coaching out really does imply that you kind of, you finesse things in a way, and I don't mean manipulate, because I realize that's, that could sound like manipulate, but you finesse things in such a way that essentially that the person that you're working with, they realize, oh, no, I can't do that, or I'm not meant to fulfill what, what my superior needs from me. That That's a relationship. You've got to have some sort of relationship to be able to do something like that. Okay, maybe for your benefit here, instead of the word finesse, show Oh, that okay. you're showing them okay. through the different things and helping them come yeah. to the realization yeah. that that particular field yeah. is not for them. Yeah. I would say we've probably done some of this with students. Uh, you've heard, you've told me many stories where you have talked with students and helped them work through, am I potentially going to law school or am I potentially um, going to stay with this particular major? And and without talking too in depth with that, you really have had an opportunity to coach students in that way as well. Right. I haven't really thought about it from that standpoint, but you are right. I do do a lot of that because yeah. people have this idea in mind about what certain fields are, what they're like, or even, even working in those fields or just that field of study. And they get into it and they don't have a clue. Yeah. And I think I have become pretty attuned to picking out the people that, okay, you're ready. You can Mm -hmm. go into do this. Oh, you've got some potential Mm -hmm. and you need some guidance. And there are others that it is that situation of this is not the field of study for you. Yeah. (laughs) You wanting to go into law school is not. And I very rarely do I really just come straight out and say, right, you're not going to make it. Right. Now, sometimes I do say something along the lines, if you don't change your ways and your study (laughs) habits and your grades, you're not going to get in. And if you're lucky enough to get in with your current habits, you're not going to make it. Right. You can do this. And I try to be very positive with that of like, you can make it, but I've got to see some improvement in you because I know what it's like. Yeah. And if I don't see that, and sometimes they come to that realization that maybe it's not not for me. Yeah. And there are other people that I've had that I've, and we're going to stick with the law school example sure. right now. That I think it's a great I'm one. like, you would be a great attorney. Yes. I can, I can see it. I've watched you, you do this. <laughs> and, it's a beautiful thing. You know, hey, we have these conversations and help draw this, this out. And we may have talked about it on different podcasts. I don't know. But I very clearly remember one having a conversation with a senior student early in her senior year, not sure what she wanted to do mm-hmm. with her life. Started to draw these things out. By the time she left, 30 minutes later, <laughs> she was going to law school. Yeah. And she never looked back. Yes. 
and yes. now she's a an attorney yes. on her way to having a great legal career. And that's because yeah, you I think the coach up is to help recognize what is within somebody, help them realize it and bring it out of them. Yes. And I think that's difficult here sometimes. Well, you've hit on actually two points. I've already said you really need to have a relationship with the person that you are quote unquote coaching. But the other part is that you as the coach need to be knowledgeable. And with the example we're using right now with you talking with students about law school, it works perfectly. You know exactly what a law school is going to be looking for in admissions process. You know what they're going to be looking for as a student. And so when somebody talks to you about, I want to go to law school, you can have a knowledge knowledgeable, full, meaningful conversation with them. And then if you have a good relationship with them, that's just icing on the cake. You can truly do that coach up or coach out, and they may not even know that you've done that. I think a lot of times they don't. And it does depend on the relationship that we have or what approach I take. And depending on the size of your organization, how many people are under you, you may not have such a great relationship or where it's more personal uh, you have those aspects of it to where you can do some of those. Yeah. I understand that, but you still know what that person is capable of, and you're trying to bring that out. I remember very clearly, too, a different student said, I think I want to go to law school, Yeah, but I don't think I'm smart enough. Yeah, <laughs> And i like, why do you think that? And we, we talked through some things. I guess said student didn't realize I can. I have access to all my students' grades. And I know what <laughs> the student's GPA was, yeah. and I'm like, no, you're you're plenty smart. Yeah, you lack confidence. Yes, and I don't even think I ever said the word "you lack confidence." Yeah, or the phrase "you lack confidence." We found other ways to do that to bring them up to help them reach their potential. And this idea of potential, I'm going to throw this out there, which is a side note. Uh, Eighteen, nineteen years ago. I was told something by a legit rocket scientist about he doesn't like the word potential. Mm. And since that time, I don't like the word potential most of the time how it's used. Okay. Because most of the time, if you pay attention uh, to what people say, at least in my experience, when they talk about somebody's potential, Mm -hmm. it means those are things that they could be doing, but they're not doing. Ah, it's not a situation to where you're looking at somebody's potential as into what they could grow into be. Mm. They just haven't recognized their talent mm. yet. Let's let's take something that we know a little bit about, and knowing a little bit about something is dangerous, but sports. Mm-hmm. So you could see a 13-year-old whatever player that you want to pick, and like, okay, they have some raw talent, uh, some natural ability. They have potential. With the right coaching, the right techniques, some of these, uh, the right nutrition, weight program, whatever, Mm -hmm. to grow into an excellent ball player. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm talking about here. But I, if we want to stick with the world we live in right now with education, I hear a lot of times about a student has so much potential, but they waste it. I don't like that. I don't like using potential because it's not potential. Mm. That's a choice at that point. You're choosing not to do it. Yes. And that's a total aside, which should be a discussion for another day, maybe. Well, but it does bring up an interesting point that that we probably misuse words here. So I'll try to make sure that we're both staying on track with with how we use words here, because it's important to recognize that we probably do throw out words like potential. And and that's why I was trying to be a little bit more broad in coach or leader or manager, however you want to say it, because I think that this method works not just for the president of an organization, 
it, it works all the way down to you have somebody that maybe you're mentoring or you're the the oldest member on your team. And so you're the one that maybe is helping somebody learn the ropes. I, I think all of these methods work maybe, maybe really nicely, even in the more subtle ways with those, with those lower echelon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. Maybe so. There was something I ran across and I apologize. I don't remember where I saw this and this may not be the exact quote. So don't say it's not a quote. I cannot cite the source okay. because I have no idea. And it's actually maybe me combining several different oh, okay. things, which is possible. Yeah. But coaching is leadership in action. Mm. And I think when we yeah. talk about this idea of yeah. coach up or coach up, coaching is really leadership. Now, you mentioned in the intro sec portion of the, the podcast that this was going to end up being a multi-part thing. Yeah. And it's going to have to be just by the nature of it. Because I think as we talk about coach up or coach out, we automatically or instinctively want to start telling people these are some things you can do. Mm. And I think those will be some subsequent episodes about some techniques to do that. Sure. And you mentioned like the relationship, the knowledgeable. So there'll be some aspects about what is a good coach. Yeah. And then how do you put some of these things into practice? I think that a leader... Uh, a manager, a person in charge, whatever title you want to give an individual, that that the person in charge owes it to their team to make sure that every team member is performing. Sure. And here, team is anybody that you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with sports ball whatsoever. <laughs> and I, I think that's an interesting concept. I feel like not many people that are in some sort of leadership or managerial position realize that they probably need to learn how to coach. Mm. And that could be a little bit problem because think about it in terms of individuals you know. So Mm -hmm. you've been in the professional world for 25 plus years now, something like that. (laughs) I don't really... That makes me feel very (laughs) old. Yes. But think about all the different people that you have run across and their different uh, leadership, managerial styles, whatever you want to use there. And none of them want to be a coach. Mm. They don't, a lot of, some of them do probably, Mm. let's keep it that way. But they often, even those that are doing this, they don't see their job as being a coach. What does a coach do? A coach teaches you the ropes. They show you the fundamentals of the game. I've spent some time in my life as a coach. Mm-hmm. You're working on the fundamentals of the game. You're the one making some of the decisions. You're trying to draw the best out of people. You're trying to motivate them. How is that any different from the professional world? Mm. You have to make the plans. You're trying to teach the fundamentals. You're trying to draw the best out of people. You're trying to keep them motivated so mm-hmm. they will perform. Mm-hmm. And That's just something I don't think a lot of people actually think about. Yeah. Which may be in the past situations over the past six months to a year when you've talked to people and they've mentioned problems and you're like, coach up or coach out. Mm -hmm. They're they're so taken aback because they don't know what you mean. And they're thinking, I'm not a coach. Right. No, but you have to be. Right. And, And if you get hung up on the coach out part, it does probably come up 
or, or seem as if it's something negative, but I actually just don't see it that way. Uh, as we started talking about this, I, I did go back through my managerial career mentally, and I thought through some individuals that I ended up coaching out. And there's a couple of things I'll say about that really quick. Sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes coaching out, when you get to the point where you know, okay, there is no coaching up, we're going to have to make a different kind of move. And I have been in a situation to where the the individual, I don't feel like they were being naive. I feel like they were basically saying, I'm not going to quit. You're going to have to fire me. And that was probably one of the hardest but most important things I did as a coach slash leader slash manager. And I will say the other two that I had in my head as far as people that I successfully coached out, one was super fast. Like they it, they got it super fast. I can't even believe it actually. And then there was another that took, I bet, the better part of a year. And I got to tell you, I'm not a super patient person, but it was a Fortune 500 company. I had to make sure I was doing everything by their books and make sure I was doing everything very well. And it was a great experience for me to kind of work through the system, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so I really have a couple of different ideas in my of my in my head as far as, okay, what's that actually look like? And it's not all easy. It's not all quick. Um, but when you get the opportunity to coach up, that's the ones that I find myself really ruminating about and really savoring because those are great experiences. Coaching out is not great. <laughs> right. It's an investment. Yes. And it is a time thing. And you would prefer what I'm hearing is to coach up possible, rather than yeah. coach out. And there's Absolutely. a number of different reasons uh, for that. And I can think of some individuals that you have coached up. Now, I guess I should start off with a caveat. Okay. Coaching up is not always about troubled employees. No, people that are not, not pulling their weight. You should be coaching up everybody on your team. Absolutely. You're motivating them, that you're encouraging them. You're making sure that they're producing mm -hmm. at the highest level mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, I can think of some individuals that worked for you o over time mm -hmm. that they were performing, but mm -hmm. you continue to coach them up. And they have gone on to much bigger and better things mm -hmm. because you helped bring out what was in them. And then there are the others that <laughs> you laid out. These are the expectations. This is what we're going to have to do. This is how we're going to get it done. And as you mentioned, they eventually came around like, this isn't for me. Yeah. And as you were talking about that, I thought about two different things, uh, which I actually do have on my little note sheet here about can't versus won't. Mm. Cannot yes. versus won't, will yes. not. Yes. Can't is somebody doesn't know how. Mm. It's a capability issue. So you're having, you need to train them. You need to teach yeah. them. You have to show them the way. Won't, which will not. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure it's the contraction there because <laughs> won't and won't sound a lot alike. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, is when an individual refuses to do something. Yes. And in some cases, that's a motivational issue. Yeah. They refuse to, but you can motivate them. And I am aware of a few situations to where somebody was motivated with something they didn't want to do because if they didn't do it, they were going to lose a job. Right. But I think other times it's somebody so stubborn. You're not <laughs> going to tell me how I'm supposed to do this yeah. job. Yeah. And I know I'm performing poorly, but I know what I'm doing. Right. They won't do it. That may be when you have to start showing them the realization that it's time for them to make that decision. Uh, 
to leave. Yeah. And I would like, go ahead, you had something to no, say. No, no, I was just going to say that those those instances where you, as the manager, have to make the call for them, it's not good. <laughs> it's not a pleasant experience. But ultimately, what I found in those situations the team knows. We've had this conversation before, especially when we talked about the whole and the part. The team knows when somebody's not pulling their weight. Exactly. And if you as the coach in this scenario are not dealing with the weakest link, then you are suffering in their eyes. And so when you finally, when, when there is no other choice, they are not coaching up or coaching out and you have to pull the plug, there was something almost magical that I remember experiencing in the particular situation I'm thinking of, that it transformed the office. There was sort of a sense of, okay, we, we got it. And there was a remarkable change overnight because that person that had, had stuck around too long. Was dragging the rails yeah. down. And yeah. I vaguely remember some of those days yeah. with that. And when yeah. it came time to you're like, I'm gonna have to let this person yeah. go. Uh, you were probably sick for a couple of days yes, just because I, that's what you do because you had to you had to let somebody go because yep. they were not performing you had tried everything yep. within your realm yep. to bring them along yeah and then you had shifted to okay we're going to have to show you're going to have to learn that this is not for you because you're not producing and yeah. then it was okay you're not getting it we have yeah. to let you go as you were saying some things though I had two thoughts okay so kind of to your two thoughts I have two thoughts <laughs> If you think about a sports uh, team, okay. so let's just take a basketball team. You have five players on the floor at one time. If your, your star shooting guard is not performing, mm. you don't leave that person in the game all the right. time. Sometimes you might have to. They right. can f fill a different role or you don't have anybody else or you're like, they'll <laughs> eventually get hot or whatever. Yeah. But you, so you, you pull them out, you put somebody else in. We're not talking about somebody, just like you mentioned on the whole, is the whole really greater than some of the parts episode. We talked about sometimes people are going to have bad days right. and they're not going to perform up to their level or to your expectation, just like your team, whether it's, you know, basketball, football, whatever sport you have a team with, they're not always going to be on. Mm -hmm. They're going to have off days. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about that situation. Mm -hmm. But again, a good coach understands those things. So an employer, a leader, a manager, whatever word you want to put in there, I'm just going to go with the person in charge. Okay. person in charge of that team should recognize they're having an off day. They're having an off week. I need to give them some extra encouragement and see where this goes. But that's not where we're going to start moving like to the out. Because right. my experience is in a lot of those situations, that person has a, a bad day for a couple of days. Sure. They get over whatever was the slump was, and things turn around for them. And that's where the relationship comes in. Because if you have a relationship both ways, then there comes a conversation where you say, look, I'm seeing this, and it's been going on for a few days. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. And they can say, I'm in a slump. I'm, I'm working hard and, and, and you communicate, you make a plan. Um, but you've mentioned the word stubborn. It's so perfect in all this because you do sometimes have that person that's like, nope, uh, kind of that's, that's the whole sentence right there is nope. You know, I'm done. I, you're not going to talk to me about this or they don't want to share that 
you know what, there's some there's some things happening at home and it's really distracting me or whatever the case may be. But that comes from you knowing your team. Yes. And a good coach is going to know his or her team. Yes. yes. And there have been times where at my jobs I've been, you know, having bad days for whatever reason. And I can think it's of me. a handful of times people. that somebody has, has said something and asked me, they're like, I notice, is there something I'm like, no, I'm just whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. And a day or two later, boom. Everything was back to where it should be. I don't know that my performance really suffered uh, during that time. My attitude might have been the thing, yeah. or I just did the bare minimum. I don't really remember all the details. And if I do, I don't want to share. <laughs> There's some reasons for that, but we'll, <clears throat> that's another day. Okay, so now I have a third thing to add, but okay. I'm going to say the third thing before I go back to my second thing that you made me think of. Do you follow okay. all that? I think so. So I ran across this quote that is attributed to one of the greatest coaches to ever live. Okay. John Wooden. Oh, I did not know you were going that direction. You thought I was going to make up somebody or no, say me. No, I thought Bryant. Oh, I can probably find some things okay. for him. Uh, John Wooden, this is attributed to him. A coach is someone who can give correction without resentment. Mm. So, you know, you have somebody on your team that's not performing and you need to correct them. You've got to do it in a certain way. Yeah. And I think that's a topic for one of the future uh, thoughts on when we sure. look at this. The the second thing or my second thought from your previous okay. thinking or your previous <laughs> talking, coaching out is not necessarily about running somebody off. Agreed. And I I guarantee you some people that are not familiar with this, and unfortunately, as I've done some searching on the internet, there were not a lot of good articles out there. There were oh, a handful, that's a shame. but not much. And there were a few that used that phrase in some kind of title, but they were trying to sell you on their service oh, or some yeah. book or something. Yeah. But I think it's important to understand, and this may be one of the reasons some of these people you've talked to in the past six months to a year were kind of put off by it because they didn't really know, and all they heard was that coach out. Oh, yeah. I, they're not getting on board. I've got to kick them out. It's not about running somebody off. No. Because even if everybody else on your team understands why an individual was let go, they didn't make that decision themselves and you had to let them go. If you treated that individual poorly or unfairly, mm-hmm. that does not bode well in the eyes of the rest of your team. No, absolutely not. So it's not about being mean and hateful towards right. somebody to make them want to quit. Right. You know, it's a strategic way of trying to help somebody improve or help them realize this is not for me. Yes. I know plenty of people that are not in the same profession that they started out in. Yes. And for some of them, they were only in their original one for a short time and they realize this is not for me. Some of them spent years and years and years in school. Yeah. And have fancy degrees and they got out in that field and they did it for a short time. I know one individual uh, has got a lot of degrees and they stayed in that field long enough to pay off their student loans and got out of it because they hated it. Yeah. Uh, that happens. Yeah. And, you know, some of this, you help realize somebody, you may actually help somebody. Right. If you help them realize this is not the particular field for them. Well, that, that sort of brings in the bridge, right? That coaching up can often lead to coaching out to where somebody is encouraged and they kind of realize, I'm going to do the best I can for this particular boss, sometimes they're going to work harder because they really appreciate the boss. And I I definitely feel like I've had people that have done that, that they have liked me enough that they work harder, but ultimately they realize this is, this isn't really, 
this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Maybe they recognize my passion and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> right. And, and but, I, that's where that bridge comes in, that they really can be two, two sides of the same coin. And while they were still working for you, trying to figure out yeah. what their passion was yeah. or where they wanted to go, and like they still worked hard because yes. they, they knew what you demanded yes. and some of those type yeah. of situations. So it is an interesting dichotomy Yeah. as you look about how all this works again. Even your employees or those that are under you, if you're the person in charge and they are performing, you cannot neglect them. Right. You have, you know, you coach them up as well. Right. And because I think some people that we've talked to over time is, oh, coach up or coach out. That's only for my poor performing yeah, team no. members. No, this is for everybody. Because what happens, somebody gets, you know, we want to take sales. They're just coasting along yeah. and they're meeting all their numbers with ease. Could they not be doing more? Right. Which benefits everybody. Right. And if you're just focusing on the person that's, they're not meeting the quota and how do you help them do that? You're missing out as the person in charge to make something even better. Well, and what's really remarkable, if you coach someone up, ultimately you are training a coach who can ultimately do the very same thing for someone else on the team. Absolutely. So it's it's a great thing to practice, I think. I think, it, and it's hard to recognize mm. when you need to do this. And again, I don't think most people that are in charge realize that they really need to be a coach mm. with this. And I did run across some things from uh, Gallup. Uh, this I is from Gallup.com. Gallup okay. There's an article uh, on their website from January 17th, 2020. Give up bossing, take up coaching, you'll like the results. Absolutely. And I think it's a good one to do. The story highlights say employees want their managers to be coaches, not bosses. Mm. Some instinctively know how to coach while others must be taught. Mm. Great managers have frequent, meaningful conversations with their workers. And... Uh, it, they go through some things and says coaching is distinct from bossing. Uh, Gallup's research shows this in three key ways. One, coaches focus on individual and team engagement, seeing their role as the provider of what employees need to succeed. Mm. Bosses, on the other hand, usually just tell people what to do. <laughs> and some of these things we'll be getting into some of the the future episodes as we talk about how mm -hmm. to coach. But I think this is a great way to start wrapping up, looking at some of these ideas. Second key takeaway that they found, coaches understand, leverage, and get great satisfaction from deploying the unique talents and strengths of each employee's. Mm -hmm. The great managers are always yeah. developing and positioning talent to maximize outcomes, and they get extraordinary results from it. Bosses, by comparison, often just supervise production. Absolutely. Yep. All that works for me. Number three, coaches set clear expectations and performance goals, offering feedback that optimizes individual strengths and increases team effectiveness. Mm. This idea about uh, offering feedback that optimizes individual strength was a rare practice in some of their research as only 26% of employees say the feedback they get actually helps them do better work. Well, again, that all goes back to relationships. And part of that relationship, if you are a good coach or a good manager, a good leader, you know your people's strengths and weaknesses. And you can't have those conversations about their strengths 
unless you know them. And I, I'm going to throw this out really quick. Uh, one of the jobs that uh, I was when I was in management, I actually was I was the hiring manager too. And so I hired the people that worked for me. And that was it had its own level of stress, but I actually did personality profiles with them to kind of learn. And part of that was to know, okay, do they really have some of the qualities that would make them a great fit, not just with the team, but also in this particular profession. But also it was very, very helpful for me to go back to that after they were hired and, and to learn a little bit about maybe some of their quirks and some of their personality traits. So I better knew how to customize my interactions with them. But again, that takes relationships that takes effort and sometimes we're so fast and so busy we don't want to do those things which if you did you would get a better product Agreed. at the end all right so let's let's go back real quick to keith or the key takeaway number three coaches set clear expectations and performance goals and uh it said and con contrasting that bosses however typically watch for opportunities to correct or punish employees whose performance doesn't measure up. Yeah. It's a totally different approach yeah. that you are taking. Uh, only about two in 10 managers intuitively understand how to engage employees, develop their strength, and set clear expectations through everyday conversations. Mm. Say that number again two, two in 10. Two in 10. So oh, 20%. That's a shame with that. So it means 80% of managers need to be listening to the Thoughts Own <laughs> podcast and they can learn uh, from that. That's a pretty big ego you got on you. Well, and here's uh, something related to what you were just saying. The best managers talk to their employees and teams a lot, mm -hmm. but it's not their word count that defines them. It's what they say. Oh, yes. It's what they say. I would say probably one of the one of my personal attributes that really worked well for this was I was a cheerleader. Uh, I still am in a lot of ways. I love to encourage other people. And I think in managerial work, I had the perfect opportunity to be a cheerleader for people. And I think that when people that worked for me knew that I was their biggest cheerleader, when I had to have the hard conversations, they knew that I was going to celebrate with them when they were making headway in overcoming those obstacles. And again, it's all relational. relational. I keep going back to that, but I think, I think there's a reason for it. Right. And I think one of the things there that you're saying is that you wanted your employees to do well, to be successful, but it wasn't just so you looked better. Oh, no. You took an active interest in yeah. their careers, their accomplishments, their professional success. Yes. In the long run, it either helped you look better or made you look worse. Yes. But you went beyond that because you were really invested in their success yeah. and what they could accomplish, whether it was there or elsewhere. Yeah. Which again is, we'll, we'll be getting to that in the coming months <laughs> as we talk about some of those ideas. Okay. Well, as we start wrapping up this thoughts on, do you have any closing thoughts about this concept of coaching up or coaching out? And again, we will listeners be coming back and we're going to do these, um, pretty quick. The next couple of episodes, or at least the next episode, will be with some ideas to help individuals do this. Mm -hmm. um, so don't think we're just leaving you high and dry here, but do you have anything that... 
with the idea of, of what you mean by coach up, coach out, why you should do it, does it work, any of those type of things. <laughs> I actually think I'm going to leave you with a quote from one of our favorites, Simon Sinek. Uh, there's plenty of great material from him that uh, you and I both love and then others of our friend group that uh, really enjoy his writing as well. And this, this fits some of what we were talking about. It says, great companies don't hire skilled people and motivate them. They hire already motivated people and they inspire them. And to me, that is exactly the core of coaching up or coaching out. Can I inspire you to do the great things that I expect of you? And if not, then we need to kind of shift our conversation. And if so, then let's see where that takes us. And and I think it works. I've practiced it for years. And I definitely see that there's an opportunity missed in all different lines of work. It doesn't just have to be in sales. It doesn't have to be in customer service. It can totally be in education. It, it just, yeah, I just think it's a great philosophy to work. I actually was even thinking we can't do the coach out part with our kids, but we can definitely do the coach up. Definitely. Definitely <laughs> do the coach up idea. And as I've been preparing for some of these and some of the future episodes, which as I was preparing for this, getting some ideas, it led to, oh, we need to talk about all these other things. I automatically went to thinking about our kids. Yeah. Oh, these are some things, some that we do already, mm -hmm. some we don't, some things that we need to do to help bring them up to that particular level. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we'll just let your comment close and I'll save mine for another day. Okay. How about that? I want to uh, thank each and every one of you for listening to this particular episode of Thoughts On about coaching up or coaching out. And we will be back very soonish, not very noncommittal. <laughs> so like, so it'll, it'll be a couple of weeks. We're going to try to release Thoughts On every two to three weeks. I'm going worried forward. that you actually said those words. <laughs> well, I said that last time. Okay. Oh, well, okay. And you kind of got onto me because I said two weeks and I said maybe three and then we got <laughs> in wiggle room. We're these are sporadic. Yeah. Uh, but I want to, to get the next one out yeah. within two to three weeks. Yeah. So people aren't, they can listen and yeah. get some ideas about how to, to, yeah. to do this. And this is the point to where it starts to turn into the regular podcast with us cutting up and extending oh, no, it. Let's not do that. So I'm going to wrap it up. Good for you. And we don't have a good wrap up for the thoughts on. Oh man, we're going to so, work on that. Okay. You work on that. <laughs> anyway, we do uh, appreciate all of you for listening. If you have some feedback on this idea of coach up or coach out, you want to tell them how to get in contact with us. Yes, please find us on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to communicate with us. That is the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram where you can give us a follow and you can certainly send us messages through direct message. That is the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, I'll be back with you. See you in a couple of weeks here. Looking and forward we'll, to it. We'll talk about some ideas to help people, help persons in charge turn into coaches. Love it. <laughs>